This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, February 21st, 2016. You are with me, Psalm 23, 2-3. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Okay, so today is the second Sunday of Lent, the season of preparation in the church as we follow Jesus to the cross, to the grave, ultimately the resurrection on Easter morning. We're reminded that God is with us as we carefully consider Psalm 23. We are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we thank you so much for today a day where we can enter into your presence in this place and explore an important scripture that is is familiar. God, I would pray that it would have new meaning as we leave this place today. Remove any distraction that we might have so that we can have some laser focus on this time that you've provided us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Everybody gathered said... Amen. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And so that's the first verse of Psalm 23. We looked at that last week. Just a brief, uh, ref- uh, just a brief review. Uh, we said that if the Lord is shepherd, then we are the sheep. And uh, sheep don't always make the best choices. They at times get themselves into places they can't get out of. They need a shepherd, (laughs) and so do we. We said that if the Lord is our shepherd, then we would be taken care of. Now, that does not mean that we always get what we want, but that the Lord will provide what we need. At times, that need may be to help us deal with whatever situation we're in. At other times, the Lord will provide for us through other people. We talked about that last week. But ultimately, it is the Lord who we turn to and the Lord who provides. And so after that first verse, first one, the rest of the psalm basically completes this idea, sharing with us 
why we aren't in want, telling us how the Lord is our shepherd, showing us ways in which the Lord protects, provides, and prevents. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Now, we've always gotten a sense when we hear this particular verse, verse 2 of this serene place, um, you know, green pastures and, and the meadow leading beside still waters. It just kind of makes you want to relax, but don't go to sleep right now as we think about that. As always, we do some pretty intense study around the scriptures that we speak on each Sunday and lots of prayer. And we checked out the new Interpreter's Bible com Commentary that offers a slightly different interpretation of this scripture. It tells us that contrary to our usual understanding of this verse, which communicates a sense of, of peace and tranquility, the primary intent of this verse is to further clarify the previous statement of not being in want. For a sheep to lie down in green pastures to be led beside still waters, it means that there is food and water to keep the animal alive right there. The basic necessities of life. When these are supplied as in verse 2, the scripture says, I shall not, we shall not want. Now that being said, the way that David, King David, the author of most of the Psalms, the way David writes this particular Psalm, particular verses, it still offers peace and tranquility beyond mere food and water, beyond mere survival. I'm especially intrigued by the, the wording of most translations where it says, he, meaning the Lord, makes me lie down in green pastures. The Lord makes me, makes me lie down in green pasture. Not leads, not leads me, not drives me, not strongly encourages me. The Lord makes me. And I just think, how can, how can this be? How can the Lord make us? Because some of us are pretty strong-willed. How can the Lord make us lie down in these green pastures? How can he force us to find comfort, which sounds crazy. Why wouldn't we want comfort? But some of us would go, whoa, how could he force us to find comfort, to find food where he leads us? Well, we searched, and none of the commentaries really looked at this idea of making. So we gave more careful thought and, and prayer and, well, consider this. Anyone who's had a baby or been around babies knows that, and I know this is real for, for you guys back there, <laughs> that um, babies need rest. Can I get an amen on that? Absolutely, they need rest. And so as a parent, we in effect force that rest. We force our children to lay down and take a nap. Now that's a strong word, but we do, don't we? I mean, it is time to take a nap it is time <laughs> to go to bed. <laughs> now, the child does not always want to lie down. You know, it's not always really easy. They don't go uh, into that bed and just snuggle right in. Oh, 
yeah. No, a lot of times it is a fight. Can I get an amen on that? Absolutely. But as dutiful parents or grandparents, we do make them take a rest. Absolutely. (laughs) Not because um, we're determined to win this battle of wills, although sometimes it really does come down to that. But because as a loving parent, we do what is best for our child. We do, they don't run the show. We. (laughs) They're not supposed to. They're not supposed to run the show. (laughs) Maybe we need to preach on that sometime. But anyway. That's another subject another day. That's another subject. (laughs) All right. We do this because we really know what's best for our children. We need rest. Our children need rest. And we need we know rest what from they our need. children. We need rest. And even though they tend to fight us, more often or not, they eventually go to sleep. They eventually take that well-needed rest or nap. <laughs> I also found an interesting um, Facebook posting back from 2012 from a guy named Gerald Castleman. I try to find, I don't know if he's a pastor or whatever, but obviously he's a, a, a Christ follower. And, and, and in this posting, he suggested that perhaps the word compels is the word that really conveys this idea very well. Um, the Lord compels me to lie down in green pastures. You know, remind me just as the Lord compelled Carrie a few years ago to go into ministry, even though she was very content to be in nursing. She wanted to be in nursing. She was kicking and screaming to stay in nursing. The Lord compelled her to go into the ordained ministry. See, when the Lord compels us to do something, um, He's able to help us to realize that there truly is no other choice that his way is the best way, that his way is the only way. You know, the Lord can be very, very persuasive, amen? And, and therefore, that word compelling, the Lord can be very compelling with us. And I think that we've seen that with Ed. Ed, you verbalized that very thing. You are compelled. This is the Lord telling you you've got to do this, and um, the Lord will carry you and your family through that in your obedience. So that's another practical example of this compel. Now let's take a look at green pastures. When we checked out the Hebrew for green pastures, it suggests this young growth like a meadow. That kind of feels good, doesn't it? A meadow, the young green grass, in addition to offering nourishment and peace, it's like a nice place to lay down, to relax. And it also suggests a place of protection and safety. You see, in the, in the green grass, in the meadow, it's, it's a lot harder for a predator to see a prey when they're lying down in the grass, nestled in this young, uncut growth of a meadow. And then the idea of still waters. Just offers such a, a sense of the serene uh, a serene life, not in the fast lane, but at a pace where we can commune with God, where we have the time to talk with Him, where, where it's quiet enough for us to hear God's voice. 
still waters, not, not the crashing ocean waves of life that surround us most of the time, at home, at work, on the road, in between the two. You know, today more than ever, we need, we need to allow God to lead us to those still waters in our lives, both literally and figuratively. For some, you may have an outdoor spot, a pond or a lake where the Lord leads you and gives you that quiet serenity that you need. For others, perhaps the still water for you is more of a metaphor, it's a quiet spot maybe in your house, a, a room or a corner that allows you the peace that you need to get in touch with the Lord. Perhaps it's, it's even a, your ride to work with the radio off, maybe by an alternate route instead of the hustle and bustle of the highway. Perhaps your green pasture, your still water, is getting up half an hour earlier before the house gets all hustly and bustly and crazy, before the challenges of your day begins, allowing yourself that quiet, safe, serene, life-giving, fulfilling, satisfying time with God that every single one of us needs. Without it, we're in a drought. We need that. It is so important for each one of us to find that green pasture, that still water place in our lives. Mine is a certain place in a sunroom. Lots of light comes in, and it's like my spot. Where is your spot? That place where you can quietly hunker down with the shepherd, with our Lord. Mm. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The Lord restores my soul. That's what lying down in green pastures, being led beside the still waters does for us. It allows the Lord to restore our souls to restore, to return something to an earlier or original condition by repairing it, cleaning it, fixing it. That's the dictionary definition right there. You know, whenever I hear this term restore, I think of, of an old painting, and I've shared this before, that has layer upon layer upon layer of dust and dirt and grime that's built up over the years. And, you know, you're still able to see the basic painting there to realize what the picture is, but the glory of the work has been diminished by the gunk that overshadows the original beauty of the painting. And there are people, there are professionals who know how to remove that gunk carefully, layer by layer, until the original painting is realized once again, the gunk removed, the glory of the original work shining through. Well, that's what the Lord is able to do with us. That's what the Lord can do in our lives. When we lie down in green pastures, when we're led beside those still waters, whatever that looks like for us, when we slow down enough to allow the Lord to work on us and through us, when we tune into the Lord and what he has in store for us, it is only then that we can be restored. 
to that luster, that luster that we had when God first thought of us oh so long ago. It is through our acceptance of Jesus' offer for this life lived with, with him, the Savior, the Good Shepherd, it is when we accept this offer of this relationship with him that that gunky sin in our lives can be removed. It's gone. And the Lord can and will restore us when we come before him and talk to him about the gunk in our lives. We are restored to this place where um, the Lord had us when he first thought of us. It is then that our soul, our insides, can be restored. You know, when, when, when our soul is restored, we can be led in the path of doing the right thing, the godly thing, the God-honoring thing. The Lord can lead us in paths of righteousness. You know, sheep are notorious for leaving the path. <laughs> <laughs> they'll just wander away and go in their own way for, for needing the shepherd to keep them where they need to be. And how true is that for you and me as well? How often we stray, how often we leave the path, how often we find ourselves far, far from the Lord. But we're never beyond the reach of our loving and caring God beyond the reach of the one who loves us, beyond the reach of the one that can restore us and bring us back to that path of doing what is pleasing to God. And he does this, as the this, as, as this scripture tells us, for his name's sake, to uphold the glorious and righteous name of the one who created us, the one who saves us, the, the one who sustains us. It is for for the name of God that we're drawn back to that path of righteousness, restored to being those that God created us to be. God is the beginning and the end of all things, and it's in his name, for his name's sake, that he leads us and restores us. You know, when we utter the name of Jesus, the powers of darkness flee. The Lord wants you to find rest in him, lying down in green pastures beside the still waters. The Lord wants to nourish you, nourish your soul physically and spiritually. That restoration that on some level all of us crave. The Lord wants to lead you on a God-honoring path of doing what's right in God's name and for God's sake. So the question is this. Actually, there are a couple questions. Are you ready to follow like the sheep following the shepherd? Are you ready to follow? Are you ready to stop fighting? You know, like that baby crying in the crib, I don't want to go to sleep. We do that too. We fight the Lord all the time. Lord knows what's best. We're, we preached on this a couple weeks ago. We're dumb, we're defenseless, and we're, there's another 
D word. Yeah. What's that? Directionless. That's us. And we need a shepherd. The Lord wants to lead you in that God-honoring path. So are you ready to stop saying no? Are you ready to admit your need, because we're sheep, your need for a shepherd? And are you ready to allow the shepherd to guide you, to lead you to order your steps? Are you ready to give up whatever it is that's holding you back to be able to say, yes, the Lord is my shepherd, and so I give you my life, and I will follow you. So I know that in 10 minutes, we're going to leave here, and life gets crazy. You probably have full schedules Probably very few of us are going to go home and like have the rest of the day completely free with our feet propped up in a book. So we're... By Stillwater, still yeah. So we're just going to take a little tiny bit of time, a little moment to go by Stillwater, so to speak, to kind of be in that green pasture. So we're going to have some quiet time, for you to pray about whatever we've said today that might strike a chord. The Holy Spirit is using this for us in all different ways. And the question, are you ready to say yes? Or the better question, are you ready to stop saying no to be led by the shepherd? Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website, at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.